your wake up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother. We in the Yo 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 Good morning, Angela E. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. That's right. The kind of Fridays I like, meaning that. Uh, after work, I don't got to go nowhere. I can mm-hmm. just go home and cool out for the weekend, yep. go to therapy today. Mm-hmm. Today's a good Friday. Yes. And um, remember a couple of months ago, I went and spoke to the students at Alabama. I think it was Alabama State. And one of the students, they made some art for us. So let me give you guys the art. How come my frame is smaller? Hey, Angelie, this is for you. Okay. That's nice. I have that sweatsuit. Charlemagne, this one's for you. Can people see? Wait, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You're yeah, just people, you're for the people watching us on Revolt TV. Turn Charlemagne. Turn Charlemagne in. Yeah, Charlemagne right there. Yeah, it's the thought that counts, kid. Whoever drew those. <laughs> Whoever drew those, it's the thought that counts. This we is have, mine. If you want to see mine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, So yeah, what's yeah. the student's name? Hakeem Pope. Hakeem. Thank you, Hakeem. It's the thought that counts, Hakeem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know who that doxy man is with them black lips you got on... Uh, that picture. My that lips ain't that dark. a couple of years ago. You make it seem like I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> now, you know what I'm saying? But my lips I, are a little dark, too. My lips are a little dark. You know what I mean? Everything else is cool. Mine but aren't. Yeah, I don't smoke, bro. Your hair is just gray, but it's all good. Well, congratulations. But thank you to Hakeem, Thank you, Appreciate Hakeem. for we that appreciate art, brother. You. It, will, it will go up. All art is appreciated. You know why all art is appreciated? Why is that? It's appreciated because people take the time there you go. to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of thought that goes into drawing. Even I know we all need to get some more sleep, according to these pictures, because we all got bags under our eyes. Yeah, even if it don't come out <laughs> quite the way that uh, you know he probably envisioned it in his head. <laughs> yeah. We still you got, put it up. Yeah, does you, do you have hair coming out your ears? Is that hair? Yes, you do. Okay, all right. Well, it's art. It's whatever. Well, thanks. Well, Megan Thee Stallion will be joining us this morning. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. Stallion. She's never right. been here before. No, she's never been here before. She has a new EP that's out today, so we'll kick it with Megan Thee Stallion. Sugar. Called Sugar. Plus Sugar, that's that, her uh, alter ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, she had all, the, all that contract, this little contract dispute going on. Controversy, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jadakiss. The OG. Yeah. OG in the game. Ignatius is his album. Yeah, so we'll kick it with Jadakiss. So we got a lot going on. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about Nathaniel Woods. He was executed in Alabama yesterday and we'll tell you what ended up happening. I thought there was going to be a stay of execution. Apparently the governor did not decide to do that. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with ye? Well, let's start with Nathaniel Woods. He was executed yesterday in Alabama. Governor Kay Ivey refused to stop the controversial execution. Now, if you don't know the story of what happened, Nathaniel Woods was executed for the 2004 murders of three cops in Birmingham. Apparently, he was inside of, as his co-defendant called it, they were in a crack house where they worked. They said, you always have to have your gun on you if you're inside that apartment. And apparently, these cops were, two police officers were inside the apartment trying to train their guns on him. This is according to his co-defendant. And 
He said, when I looked to the side, there were two police officers trying to train their guns on me, so I opened fire with the effing rifle. I wasn't trying to get shot, period. I got a rifle in my hand. They're going to shoot me. He said he didn't care the men in the house were policemen. He said, you point a gun at me, bitch. I'm fixing to shoot. Now, according to... What? Yes, this is all according to his co-defendant, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Kerry Spencer. Now, Kerry Spencer is saying that Nathaniel Woods is innocent. He said he's the one that actually shot the police officers. And he said, when I opened fire, Nate jumped as if he was getting shot. And once he's seen he wasn't getting shot, when I kept firing, he took off. So his co-defendant is even taking the blame for all of the killings, but yet he was still executed. They did try to get a stay of execution at the last minute after there was a temporary halt, only minutes before he was scheduled to die, but the governor refused to stop the execution. Well, two things I was thinking about yesterday. Number one, why would, well, at least why did I just hear about this case, like, literally maybe 48 hours ago? And number two, if the guy admitted that he did it, why would he be in custody to begin with? Why would... Um, Nate Woods, if the other guy admitted right. he did it. Listen, it's, uh, you know what it is, I think it's three police officers, and that's unfortunate that three police officers got killed, of course, and their families have not yet uh, made a statement, but... Yeah, it's odd that they would still allow that to happen if the guy said it was him. Yeah, you got a confession. The guy's right there. The guy said, I did it. He said, I did all. I killed all three of them. He ran. So what happened to him? Well, he's uh, right now still in jail, Mm. and he's uh, appealing. He's trying to appeal his, uh, he has a federal appeal pending. So I don't know what's going to end up happening to him, Mm -hmm. but that's very confusing to me. All right, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, you know, she's still running for president. Why? She's actually not running. At this point, she's just uh, you know what? walking I was, slow. I've been wondering what happened to her because I was like, I don't remember her making a statement dropping out of the race. But she got two pledged delegates in the nominating contest so far. Both of those were in American Samoa, a U.S. territory that Bloomberg actually won on Super Tuesday. She has not polled above 1% in recent national surveys, but she will be in Vegas this weekend to campaign. For what? Come on, <laughs> drop your ego, uh, young woman. It's over. Mm-hmm. All right, if Elizabeth Warren dropped out and people that actually had a chance, Mayor Pete, like, give it up. Yeah, well, here is Elizabeth Warren, who's uh, ended her presidential campaign yesterday. I will not be running for president in 2020, but I guarantee I will stay in the fight for the hardworking folks across this country who've gotten the short end of the stick over and over. One of the hardest parts of this is all those big promises and all those little girls who are going to have to wait four more years. She goes on uh, to say that she's not yet endorsing anyone. Not today. Not today. I need some space around this and and want to take a little time to think a little more. Interesting. I was hearing Bernie Sanders might uh, introduce his running mate today. Really? And people were speculating that it might be Elizabeth Warren. I don't know. All right, well, Donald Trump, of course, commented, Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren, who is going nowhere except into Minnie Mike's head, just dropped out of the Democratic primary three days too late. She caused crazy Bernie, at least Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Texas probably cost him the nomination. Came in third in Massachusetts. Dropping a clues bomb for Donald Trump, damn it. He's relentless. Consistent. Get a man a bomb. Nope. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your front page news. Disrespectful. Okay. Y'all can't ever be objective, okay? When the man, <laughs> no. when he says something that's funny, give him his credit, okay? No. Nobody right? wants to give. The man is consistent. He is consistent. Else, that, right? that is one thing you can say. He's one, consistent. one thing that nobody on the other side seems to be. That man has a message and he sticks to it, <laughs> He God sticks damn it. to it. Really, All right? It doesn't matter who says anything. He stays straight that's with that right. message. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. Maybe you had a bad morning, horrible morning, or 
Maybe you feel blessed. Maybe you're happy. It's Friday. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Good Good morning, Jackie from South Carolina. Get it off your chest. Jackie, 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 Jackie. What's up? I was also um, raised childhood. I just want to put that out there. But anyway, um, I just wanted to um, talk about the coronavirus, and I feel like this is going to be like the humbling thing for Americans or for the whole world because it can't be controlled, you know? I feel what you're saying, Jackie, but it's not strong enough. It's not strong enough. We've had this kind of scale before with Ebola and Zika and West Nile and all of that stuff like that. I get what you're saying, though. America does need a humbling. I don't think this is it yet, though. Oh, okay. Maybe. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe. Because it's it's like, it's way, things are happening way worse than it used to be, you know? So... That's what my grandma uh-huh. said 40 years ago. My grandma used my to say that every day. Yesterday. She said that yeah. what? She said that yesterday. I'm telling you, my grandma used to say that all the time. i never seen a time like this, baby. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Tracy. How you doing this morning? Hey, What's Tracy, good morning. Hi. You know what? I want to thank God that I, I discovered that I wasn't cynical. I just acquired wisdom when you get over the age of 40. And I'm going to tell you what happened. I was looking at Rambo. I haven't seen that since I was a kid, years ago. And Rambo does this speech where he says, well, my friend blew up all over me. And he said, I want to go home. I want to go home. And I'm saying, well, I want to take you home, but you got no leg. Were you talking about Rambo the movie? Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the world, he said, you ain't got no leg. Yeah, you ain't got no legs. Years ago, it made me cry. When I saw it again yesterday, I started laughing my butt off. I said, why am I laughing at something like that? A, a person got their legs blown up in Vietnam. And then, then I evaluated. I said, I'm laughing because black people, when they go to war, they, they go for specific reasons. They go Tracy, 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 Hey, hey, good morning, fam. This is Big Zoe. How y'all hey, doing? Hey, fam. Big Zoe, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Are you a Zoe you for know, real? Say again? You a real Zoe? No doubt, no doubt. Sock Passe. Sock Passe. No, he's real. He ain't no goddamn real pound is. What's up, bro? I'm uh, I'm trying to holler at you, Mark, and Caesar on this real estate tip, but I'm a truck driver. I'm always out of town. I'm not really good with the uh, social media situation, so how can I holler, man? Um, you can always email us, or you have to go to social media. Go, go to uh, Google, type in DJ Envy, and uh, we have a bunch of different seminars if you want to learn about real estate. I know we got one coming up in Miami on the 22nd of this month. Are you guys going to be in Orlando anytime soon? Because I'm from, I'm from Queens, but I live in Florida now, 114th and Francis Lou. Okay, all right, so you're from, from, from outside of Queens, the north side, but you know, Orlando is, is not, but two and a half hours from Miami, so you just got to make that drive up, brother. All right, I appreciate you. I'm going to try to holler at you on the social media tip. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? MV, what's going on? It's Mello, bro. Mello, what's up, bro? 
Yo, man, first of all, yo, I got to drop one of Cruise Bombs for Angela Yee, son. Okay. Hey, yo, son, we went on Instagram Live like two days ago, and she said, Melo, get off your phone, that's dangerous. Oh, because he was driving. seconds later, I got pulled over for having my phone. I was like, bro, I was just on live with Angela Yee. He said, you're lying. I'm like, I'm so serious. He said, show me proof, and I will not give you a ticket. And I showed him proof. He didn't give me a ticket. He actually gave me a PBA card. So we got to drop on the cruise line for Oakland. Wow. That's amazing. Don't put his name out there now. Yeah, don't tell on him, but, you know, that's dope. Yeah, I was doing... I was doing Instagram Live, and I was like, who wants to... My goddaughter was with me, and she was like, let's let somebody join in the live. So we let Melo join in, and I saw that he was driving, and I said, dude, you can't be on live while you're driving. And I mean, you saved my life, though. It's lit. Right, Goodbye, good. Melo, man. For it's, everybody it's that's, like, taking pictures, driving, though, and on their phone and on live and doing all that, stop. Just wait. Wait till you get out the car. If you want to do something and it's that irrelevant, pull over to the side. That is super dangerous. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Jermaine calling out Virginia Beach. Hey, what's up? Get it off your chest. Well, I really don't have nothing to get off my chest. I just want to sit and I enjoy listening to y'all every day. And I want to give a shout-out to my wife, Chris. All right. Well, shout-out to her. Salute to Chris. Appreciate it, man. Bye, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning. It's Jermaine with Bombay Vodka out of Atlanta. What's going on, y'all? What's up, broski? What's going on? Oh, I just got a vent, man. Uh, the president coming in town today, man, for the to come to the CDC in reference to the coronavirus, man. So traffic going to be real jacked up today, man. I'm totally upset about it. I Tra- wanted to call with positive vibes. It's a Friday, but got that news. And traffic is already jacked up in Atlanta. So I can imagine exactly. on a Friday, exactly. Lord have mercy, the president coming? Maybe you should work they from home. Whole, they shut the whole highway down. when he, Whatever highway he travels on, they shut that whole highway down for him to travel. So it's going to be crazy today. But either way, enjoy y'all Friday. Have a good one. Love the show. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Today is one of those days, Atlanta. Might call maybe, out. Maybe you need to call in and say you're feeling symptoms of that goddamn corona. <laughs> Word up. Word, Word up. up. Maybe you want to stay home. Just give it a weekend. I'm telling you. It's still early. Still got time. All right, sure, y'all. Love the show. All right, brother. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Maria Miller. I'm calling from West Palm Beach, Florida. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning, good morning. I just wanted to give a shout-out to my king, my husband, Samson Miller. He's graduating today from Florida with his audio engineering bachelor's. Congratulations, nice. Congratulations to that brother, man. Salute to that king. What a great feeling. Thank you, thank you. And um, if you guys can go ahead and reach out to his Instagram, he is mixed by uh, Samson Lamar. Check him out. If you guys know anybody who might need an audio engineer for any project, go ahead and hit him up, please. Look at you hustling right. for bit. I ain't mad at that. I respect it. Yes, yes, he's right here. Just please drop a clues bomb for my man. He's worked so hard for this, and I'm so happy he made it through. Drop one of clues bombs yeah, for her. What's up? What's his name? Samson Lamar. Drop on the clues bombs for Samson Lamar. Brand new audio engineer out here in these streets. Got his degree. Somebody hit him up. Where he at? He's in West Palm Beach, Florida. West Palm right Beach, Florida. Here. There you go. All right, mama. All right, y'all take care. Thank you, y'all. Thank you. Oh, he came out the blue. Oh, I know you was there the whole <laughs> oh, time. Oh, y'all take care. Y'all oh, take care. Gosh. You're letting your publicist speak for you. I understand. I ain't mad at you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee. Yes, we'll talk about Demi Lovato and her eating disorder. She was talking about how her old manager and her old management team actually made her eating disorder even worse. Okay, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
So Demi Lovato was on Ellen, and some of the things that she discussed was her eating disorder and the, how that led to her near-fatal overdose. Now, first she talks about how her old management team pretty much was very controlling over her, including the things that she would eat. My life, I just felt it was so... And I hate to use this word, but I felt like it was controlled by so many people around me that if I was in my hotel room at night, they would take the phone out of the hotel room so I couldn't call room service. If there was fruit in my room, they took it out because that's extra sugar. Like, mm. we're not talking about, like, brownies and cookies and candies and stuff like that. It's like, mm. it was fruit, you know? And for many years, I didn't even have a birthday cake. Like, I had a watermelon cake. They would cut her watermelon into the shape of a cake. That's racist. What? A watermelon cake is not racist. Yes, it is. Give me one to see if I don't scream racism. Well, she's not black. That's true. Um, so in addition <laughs> to that, she talks more about actually relapsing because of all of this control. You know, I have to preface it with the fact that I got sober at 19. But I realized that over time, as, you know, the things with the eating disorder were getting bad, I mean, led me to being really, really unhappy. My bulimia got really bad, and I asked for help, and I didn't receive the help that I, I needed. I'm six years sober, but I'm miserable. I'm even more miserable than I was when I was drinking. Why am I sober? And I reached out to the people that were on my team, and they responded with, like, you're being very selfish. This would ruin things for not just you, but for us as well. Well, damn. Mm -mm -mm. She goes on to talk more about her relapse. And when I heard that, my, my core issues are abandonment from my birth father as a child. Like, he was an addict, alcoholic, like, we had to leave him, and I have vivid memories of him leaving. So when they left, they totally played on that fear, and I felt completely abandoned, so I drank. And that night I went to a party, and I, there was other stuff there, and it was only three months before I ended up in the hospital with an OD. And, you know, ultimately, like, I made the decisions that got me to where I am today. Listen, very important to know what your core issues are. When you know what your core issues are, when you know what your triggers are, it's easy to manage whatever it is that... I'm not going to say easy. Easier to manage whatever it is you're going through. So I'm glad she knows what her core issues are. Right, and now she has a new team. Scooter Braun is her manager. She said she had the best birthday cake, and she said she finally got to eat cake, and she was crying. And she does feel grateful that she has a manager who, she said, didn't need anything from me and who loved me for who I am and supported my journey. Well, That's salute dope. to Scooter Braun for getting her that birthday cake. Just make sure that he's not giving you that birthday cake in exchange for your masters, Demi. No, Scooter does. Dropping Stop the cool Scooter Braun, Stop man. Stop it, man. Good businessman right there. All right, now, old dirty bastard, ODB, his widow is thanking fans for support and the way that she's doing that. You know, it was 25 years ago that ODB released, uh, well, that they released the Return to the 36 Chambers, the dirty version. And so in commemoration, they are going to be re-releasing the album and also including new uh, remixes, B-sides. It's going to be 43 tracks on there. So mm -hmm. they'll also drop previously unreleased stripped-down versions of two of his biggest hits as well. There's a lot of ODB music floating around that people haven't heard yet. I love ODB, man. Um, I will say this. I was watching the Brooklyn Zoo video the other day because, you know, I go down my, my, my Wu-Tang rabbit holes. Very unsanitary video. I mean, all I could think about was him spreading the coronavirus throughout that whole video. It's one part of the video where he digs in his nose and draws on the wall with the book. Does he? <laughs> yes, man. He's the old dirty bastard. Yes. I remember when I worked uh, for Wu-Tang, Dirty didn't go to his own video shoot, right, when he was signed. He had a video, I think it was for... Um, Got your money mm -hmm. with Khalees on the hook. Mm -hmm. And if you notice in the video, he's not in it. That is true. So they were mad about that, but he did show up for Jizz's video shoot. 
And so the label wouldn't let the song come out because they were mad he didn't do his own video. He was a little confused. But he showed up for Jizz's video. Yeah, he went to all the videos. Very show. pointless to use hand sanitizer at an old Dirty Bathroom video <laughs> shoot, I would assume. And then we had a lot of clothes there. They took all the clothes. It was a mess. But, you know, he was definitely a fun and interesting character. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, we'll give you coronavirus updates. Okay, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, coronavirus update. Right now, there are 205 cases of novel coronavirus in the U.S. There's one person now. They're saying a possible uh, person in Georgia also. That would be three people in Georgia mm-hmm. if this person who is now being tested does have coronavirus. I've been watching videos, too, on the news of people who actually are quarantined and what's right. going on in their homes. Uh, one young girl was on there saying that she just she has a little brother who has asthma, so they're just taking extra precautions, keeping her away from everybody, and she has to be quarantined for ten more days. I had a question about that. So, so if you do have the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. Does it just go through your system like the flu would? Yeah, you have to just make sure you're. So after I guess what fourteen days, whatever, maybe it goes through your system, and then you 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 good again, or how does that work? Do you know? I guess you just don't want to infect other people. It is like a it is kind of like the same symptoms as the flu. They said don't go to the hospital if you think you have it call them and if you start feeling extremely sick like a you know shortness of breath fatigue is not going away if you have a fever that's when you really have to be concerned and get treatment but if it's just like you're a little bit um like a cold right then well, you don't have to worry about that oh well, you know the way my anxiety is set up i've thought i've had it all week long uh scratchy throat sniffles coughs i don't know if i have a little cold Why you or come in then? i don't know if i want to call the hospital but why are you coming because in? Because I realized it's wintertime, and I was on two flights this week as well. So, you know, a lot of times when I be on these flights, you know, I I, I feel like that anyway. You You're know what selfish, I'm saying? selfish, bro. You come in, you, you think you have it, you going to come in and infect all of us? The only reason I think I have it is because I keep seeing it in the media over and over, okay? I wouldn't be thinking about no goddamn coronavirus if this thing wasn't in the now, media Now, all over weekend over. long, I'm going to be like, Charlamagne had it, now I think I got it, I'm sniffling, now well, I got that's it. that's the way anxiety works, sir. All right, well, That you is guys... what I'm spreading this morning. <laughs> Great. Okay. Great. Anxiety virus. And Colorado has reported their first two cases, by the way. And there are three cases of coronavirus in Maryland as well as the lab has tested some of these uh, samples from different patients. So just keeping you updated on what's going on. And he does bring up a good point, which is rare. Um, when do when does Watch the recovery happen? Like, that's what we want to know. When they going to start telling us some of the recovery stories? You know I mean, what? It has it's to all, be some recovery it is stories. All, yeah, people. There's a lot of people have recovered because most people don't die from it. A lot of people. Well, they have... need to tell us more of that. That would ease yeah. the tensions and the fears when, in America. When it runs through your system, are you good? Can you catch it again? You know, like how how does it work? Ooh. You know, I think it's such a novel thing that they don't have all the information right now. I want that part though. You know, how long does it go through my system? Can you know? Like... But the Senate has approved 8.3 billion dollars for a coronavirus response package. Just so that you know. much. It's a whole response package. So what they're trying to do is fight the spread of the disease with this package. Yeah, Theraflu. Something I was looking at online yesterday was $100. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer was $100. Expensive. Yeah, expensive. But well, they're trying to, to also stop all that uh, price gouging. because It's sold out everywhere, though. It's yeah. sold out in the supermarkets. It's sold out in Costco and BJ's. It's sold out everywhere. Not at the dollar store. I went to the, the, went to the dollar store I saw store some yesterday. yesterday in the store. Really? Yeah. All I know is that you're very selfish if you're still trying to dap people up during this coronavirus era. Give people a pound and touch elbow to elbow, bro. Mm-hmm. All right, and if you haven't heard, Elizabeth Warren has dropped out of the presidential campaign. She has ended that. She is also uh, saying right now she is not endorsing anybody in case you were wondering. So here is Elizabeth Warren. 
Not today. Not today. I need some space around this, and I and want to take a little time to think a little more. It's a rumor that uh, uh, Bernie Sanders is going to announce his running mate. Today? I, I mean, I think today. That's a rumor. Mm. Very. I don't know if it's a good rumor. But All right, well, it, she it should have definitely a, endorsed him then. Yeah, but it might be Elizabeth Warren. That's whispers. Okay. I don't believe it, though. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Meg Thee Stallion will be joining us. She got yes. a new album, a new EP out today. And we're going to kick it with us. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Sugar's Club. Sugar's out today, y'all. Good Make morning. sure I was blasting that on the way to work. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. This is her first time here. Finally. Right. Meg the Stallion. Come on, give Meg some round of applause. That's right. God damn it. Get the energy right in here, God damn it. A.K.A. Sugar, A.K.A. Tina Snow in the yeah. building. Album is out right now. Now, let's, let's start, for people that don't know, how did Meg Thee Stallion start out as a rapper? How did you get into this rap game? So, my mom was a rapper. Mm-hmm. And, like, every day after school, and when she would get off work, I would see her in her room writing and stuff. And then she would be, like, going to the studio, and I'll be in the little waiting room. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she thought I was in there doing, like, little kid stuff, but I'll be, like, listening at the door, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I really thought it was normal. I kind of low-key thought everybody mama was doing that. So, <laughs> <laughs> everybody mama so, was rapping? Yeah, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, like... I don't know it was just normal, so I would eventually like start stealing her CDs with like all her instrumentals on there, and like start sneaking and writing. And then she'll be like asking like, "Have you seen my CDs?" Like, have... and I'll be like, "No." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and then like eventually when I graduated from high school, I was like, "I can rap," and she was like, "No, you can't." And I was like, "Yeah, I can." She was like, "Let me hear you." So I started rapping, and she was like, "Oh my god, like you can't <laughs> you... rap." <laughs> she... Yeah, you she remember was the really... first verse you spit for? I really don't remember what I was saying, but I remember I rapped over like the I'm different beat by Two Chains. Okay. And <laughs> she was like, oh, shit. like, so then ever since then, like, I don't think she still even took me seriously then. So I started going to the studio on my own. And so when she knew I was at the studio by myself and stuff, she was like, oh, hell no, I'm going to manage you. And we she doing probably this. was raw, too. I, I, I was exactly how I rap now. Like, I was talking probably a little more crazier back so then. Like, and mom, she said, you ain't I, living I, that life. I was like, mama, don't be mad. I'm a curse, okay? And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, okay. I don't think she knew exactly how hard I was about to go. And she was like, I don't know where your mouth came from. <laughs> and only thing my mama ever played for me was like, Pimp C, UGK. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, my daddy only played Three Six Mafia, so I'm hey. like, I don't understand why y'all not figuring out why I'm talking like this. So, didn't I, I read somewhere that uh, Pimp C's wife wanted to, she had vocals for you that she wanted yeah. to do? Did you uh, ever do that? I mean, I got the vocals. I got vocals from her and Juicy J. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was working, I'm still working on my album. Like, I had to hurry up and put together an EP, like, of songs that I just really like that I recorded so far. But, like, stuff like that, I really like to take my time on because mm-hmm. I really look up to Pimp C. So, I really wanted to, I want to do the song right. How, yeah, long Pimp- did, how long did it take for you to, to, to I don't want to say pop, but to actually pop? Because it seems like, on the outside world, it seems like it was fast. It seems like it was a little rumbling and then it was gone. I feel like I, I'm still getting there. Like, I don't feel like I'm just, like, I, feel, I don't feel like I've, like, popped. How many like, platinum singles you got already? Uh, three. <laughs> I mean. No, you got the right attitude. That's true, you, cause, but, cause They don't but, really count until you put out a debut album. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I just got a lot more work to do. Like, I like to work. I like to hustle. I don't feel like nothing should just be given to me. Like, I really do want to work for it. What do you think the shift was? you think it was uh, the Wale song, the pole dancer? Uh, definitely that was one of the, the big moments for me. Um, everybody know, like, I used to do a lot of cyphers. Mm-hmm. That's where stuff started going viral from. And then mm-hmm. Wale was, like, the first, you know, big artist to, like, reach out to me and say, I want to I wanna do a song with Meg. And my, my manager at the time called me. He's like, uh, 
Wale want to talk to you. I was like, Wale, Wale? <laughs> like, like, Wale? Do you think he was trying to holler at first, or do you think it was about No, me? like, as soon as I met him, like, I met him in the studio, mm-hmm. uh, and he just played a bunch of records, and I heard when he played pole dance, I was like, oh, duh, like, I'm going to do this one. Mm-hmm. So we just been, like, really close ever since. Why do you think Pimp C don't get the proper recognition that he deserves? I saw somebody post the other day. They said, if y'all worried about, Bo- you know, if, you- if Boosie offends y'all, y'all would have hated Pimp C. <laughs> yeah, he's just very Southern, like, and... <laughs> Sometimes people from the South, like, stick to that old Southern way, like yeah. that old Southern mentality. And, like, a lot of the times, uh, I feel like a lot, just Southern rap in general don't, doesn't really get the respect that it deserves. Even like, now? I mean, even now. I've been like, for the past 25 years, at least. They, would, they respect the South now. I feel like a lot of the times, like, people don't get it. Like, I hear when I go different places, they're like, oh, I, I like your accent. But I can't really hear it. But mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but when you're from someplace different, because people will tell me I have an accent, and I'm like, I don't have an accent. Like if I'm in the South, they'll tell me that. Definitely, you have an accent. See, but like, and I look at you like Meg definitely has an accent. Too. I feel like people not used to it. Like the mm-hmm. way we, I feel like maybe we talk a little slower. Like I don't know. I just feel like sometimes people don't really catch the music. Like of course, like Juvenile, like Lil Wayne, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just lyricists. Feel like, Those lyricists though. Yeah, but I feel like it's still catching on. Like. It's still it's still growing, so. You think that sometimes people misjudge, like, looking from the outside with, you know, hot girl and all of that? Because I looked at it, and we were trying to have this discussion on just being, like, somebody about your business as a woman that is independent, taking care of yourself. You go to school, TSU. Shout out to TSU. Yeah, shout out to TSU. Because they're so proud of you. <laughs> but sometimes people think that means you just out here hoeing and thotting, and they think that's, that's what it is. Um, Being a hot girl, you know, it really started off as me really just letting everybody know what type of summer I was about to have. Like, me just being unapologetic, me just doing what I want to do, not really caring about anybody else's opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. me just being me, you know, just doing what we want to do as women. Like, we shouldn't be trying to fit into, like, a certain standard that people try to put us in, a certain box people try to put us in. You should just do what makes you happy. Now, when the boys got involved, it was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, y'all on that hot girl Y'all think y'all this? And then it turned into, like, a whole, like, battle. Girl versus city boy. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> y'all making this shit to me. What Duval like, started that shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> they drug it. I was like, damn, like, hot girls, like, I was seeing. <laughs> they was like, yeah, real hot girl. I was like. That's <laughs> not what it was. <laughs> what did you do for the fall? I went, I'm, it's a hot girl semester. Oh, school. we went back to school. Yeah, we went, we went back to school. And how's that going? I seen you studying when you was, you was yeah. rehearsing and all that. I'm taking quizzes every other day, doing homework. Like, I try to get it in when I can. What's your GPA? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Busy. No, I got like a, maybe like a 2.7, 2.8 right now. It right. could be better. What's your major? Health administration. Do you really want to do that? Like, why Why? Why are you still in school at this point? Like, so, why, what is the, it's got to be a reason. So, to take it from the beginning... When when you go to college, I feel like half the time, a lot of people only going to college because that's what their parents told them to do. Parents made them do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that you even go to college knowing exactly what you want to do. Like, that that's where I was at with it. My grandmother told me I should go to school to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> my, my grandma said do it. I guess I'll do it. But I always knew what I really wanted to do. I just hadn't told my family. Mm-hmm. So I, I went anyway, and I would be sitting in class super bored. Like, I'll be like, oh, my God, I don't want to be here. Like... I'm writing raps and shit. Like, I was just like, damn, I don't want to be here, but I don't want to drop out because I don't want to disappoint my family. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what can I do to, like, stay here but actually be interested? So I changed my major to business management, mm-hmm. and I still didn't like it. I was still bored. I was not interested. So I had left PV, and I had got a job, 
And I was still doing classes online at, like, mm -hmm. HCC because I didn't want to not be in school completely. I just didn't know what I wanted to do with myself because I wanted to rap, but I still wasn't, like, I knew my grandmother wouldn't like it. Right. So it was something I was hiding from her, too. So finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go back to school, but I really need to figure out what I want to do. That's right. So I knew that I wanted to be in the health field, but I knew I didn't want to be a doctor. I knew I didn't want to be a nurse. I was like, well, what, what is it? Like, I just knew I wanted to help. So I told my grandma, like, where I was at with it. Like, I was like, I really want to run some shit. Like, maybe I could be the head of the hospital. I don't know. And she was like, you know what you should look into? Healthcare administration. And TSU had the major. Mm -hmm. So once I started going to TSU, now I'm actually, like, learning and I'm making A's and I'm paying attention. Mm -hmm. And then I figured out, you know what? What I'm learning to hear a lady had came and spoke, and she, like, ran an assisted living facility. So I was like, that sounds like something I would really want to get into. And my grandmother, I watched her take care of my great-grandmother for a long time. And I'm like, no, definitely, this can't be only going on in my family and, and what I'm seeing. So I was like, I want to open up some assisted living facilities. That's smart. That's yeah. entrepreneurship. That's yeah. So that's, that's what I really, really, really want to do now. And since I'm, you know, I've already been going to school for so long, I might as well keep, keep it going. How many more credits do you need to finish? I think I need maybe, like... Six more classes, but I'm taking them like two at a time, so that's why right. it's going slow because I am. We got to get the GPA up though. You know, we, we got to get the GPA yeah. at least a three point <laughs> I got to get a three. Yeah, like right. I want to, I want to be better and I want to do better, but I'm trying. You be working. Yeah. So you thinking about life after rap? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got more with Megan Thee Stallion. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ <laughs> Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Megan Thee Stallion. Charlamagne, you celebrated a Bondi last month. Your Bondi is on February 15th, right? Yep. So does a hot girl expect a Valentine's Day gift and a goddamn birthday party? Hell party? yeah. <laughs> I need to get some both days. What if you get a car? You still expect another present or is a that car? a joint gift? So, okay, so is the car for Valentine's Day or my birthday? Wow, It can't be greedy. a joint one? A no, car? That no. might be a joint whole gift. Car can't you give them both days? No, no, no. You give a car for birthday and then gas for Valentine's Day. A gas car. Even if it's gas, like, it's still got to be some type of celebration. Like, I walk in the house and there's flowers all over the place, and then it's like the little thing of gas. And I'm a little fool, like, baby, I got you some gas for your car. There you go. Like, I got to say, if somebody bought you a Lamborghini truck, on Valentine's Day. I don't think they have to get you something. Well, we can go to dinner the next okay, day. Okay, you go and you yeah. can drive. I still want it to be a celebration. Okay. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, now you would be a good side chick, right? I'll tell you what. Oh, my You could be with your man on Valentine's, but then be with you on side chick appreciation day, which is the next day, but wow, it's also your it's birthday. My birthday. She won both yeah. days. Yeah. But see, my birthday real public, so, like, it really wouldn't be, like, a side chick thing. I know, Unless but it would still make you blast. feel special. <laughs> mm -mm, I need like you on both days. I could lie to you about my girl. Mm -mm, don't, don't lie. <laughs> don't lie. I'm going to find <laughs> out. Goodness She's going to find out. Somebody's going to find out. When did you know that you was about to be out of here? Just as far as achieving the levels that you've achieved. I know there has to be some point when you were like, damn, this really like happening the way that I wanted to. Um... Hmm. Was there a moment that you were like, damn, look at me, I'm on this tour, or I got this person? Yeah, when I when I first, did, when I did my first tour with uh, me and Future, mm -hmm. uh, when I even got the offer, I was like, damn, they know me? They want me to go on tour with them? So I just felt like, you know, I felt super, like, lit. I was like, oh, wow. Like, sometimes I don't, it, it surprises me who knows me. Mm -hmm. Like, it, I think, you know, highly of me and Future, so I'm like, oh, wow. Like, right. that's crazy that y'all want me to come on tour with y'all. Did Beyonce know you before all this, too? Because I see y'all in pictures. I don't know when she found out about me, but I was <laughs> so happy when I met her. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, they invited us to their home on New Year's. The Carters. It, yes, the Carters. Um, what that house look like? It, it, it was crazy. Damn near looked like a museum. Like, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> But um, when 
Jay had invited me to the house for the party. I told my whole team, I was like, okay, y'all, look, I got a show today, but we got to make sure that I make it to this party on time. Like, I don't want to fuck up. Right. This is my first time meeting Beyonce. I want to do it right. So, literally, my stylist brought my, because it was a pajama party, too. Mm -hmm. He brought my outfit to my show super late. So the GPS, I remember just looking at the GPS and it said we was going to be there in seven minutes. It was already damn near 12. I was in the car. I was about to cry. Um, and I was like, you made me miss Beyonce party. I f***ing hate you. <laughs> like, we literally ran in their house at 11.59. And then everybody's like, oh. And I was like, oh, my God, we made it. I couldn't believe the it. The Carters had a pajama party for New Year's <laughs> Eve? Yeah. But everybody, of course, everybody's pajamas were, like, super nice. Right. Wow. Yeah. Y'all in the shock. Like, I no, don't get invited. Was it a sleepover? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't a sleepover, but I don't, I don't know why I was pajamas. But it was it was really nice, though. But yeah. I don't even, I was so pissed because he brought me, like, these old fancy-ass pajamas, and right. I didn't even wear the fancy ones. Oh, Hold on, give us a little inside peek of that Illuminati life. Now, who was at this party? Goodness gracious. <laughs> I don't know nothing about the Illuminati. <laughs> it really be blowing my mind when I see people say that shit, Like, oh, yeah, she in the Illuminati. Now I be like, bitch, I don't, I don't even know how to get in that shit. Like, I, don't, I gotta do some research on the Illuminati. Okay, I got to look that up. I don't even think black people can be in the Illuminati. Yeah, it's disrespectful because people act like they don't believe in God and hard work. And only like, it, it only seems like black people do that to each other. It's like, how can you discredit these people for working all their motherfucking life and now, now since they they doing so well they gotta have be they gotta be down with the devil that's, right. that's yeah, really like God ain't real yeah and you yeah. get to see Meg's throwbacks at her freestyling in the cypher so you can see how long it's been happening and yeah, that she was nice back she, then see how she avoided answering who was at that party though you know, I don't like telling nobody business. <laughs> you can look up the pictures online, right? You can just do that. Right. Now, we've seen, we seen in the press that, you, you know, you're, you're trying to get released from your contract. How is that going? So, actually, I'm not trying to get released from my contract. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, you know, renegotiate some things in my contract. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how is that going? Um. Well, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of things I can't say because it's legal. I got to handle it in court. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, things are public information. Um, we got the contracts right here. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about this uh, just yet because I just met you. So I wanted to, right. you know. But since we're talking about it. Now, right. Now, 1501 Records, what have they done for the career of Megan Thee Stallion? Um, so when I first got signed, um, it was Carl and T. Ferris. And, you know, everybody was super nice, of course. Uh, but for whatever reason, me and my mom were just more drawn to T. Ferris. Like, he was just really nice, really supportive. Like, mm -hmm. he re like anything I asked for, like, T. Ferris would just do it. Um, I can't, uh, I would record at the studio every day with them. Uh, I was going, I had shows. I was just coming up. Uh, T. Ferris would be there. Carl would pop up um, from time to time. I'm pretty sure um, he helped a lot with some, some radio at the time. And then what do you when, mean, like paying for radio? I don't, I don't know how what that goes. For radio? That's it legal happens, Megan. We're having honest conversation. I'm a radio personality. I can say that. Whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how it goes, so mm -hmm. I can't really like speak on it. But I just, well, you hire, you hire somebody <laughs> to work right now. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> like yeah, how, how, work whatever it is, <laughs> I, I know he, he had to do something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not saying that he never gave me nothing. But then when things start really taking off. Um, it would be me, my mom, and T. Ferris. Mm -hmm. So when we would be on the road, that that's the team. Um, when things start picking up even more, I, I got signed with 300. So I really just didn't see, see, you know, 
nobody from 1501 that much. Do you think things shift when you went to Rock Nation, when Rock Nation started managing you and taking care of your contract? No. Like, what people don't realize is you I don't put everything on social media. Like, I don't put my problems on social media. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not a person that likes to vent online. Like, I just don't care about a lot of people outside opinion. So, like, you would have never knew that we weren't talking even then. Like, it wasn't like... When I see them, I speak, yeah, but it's not like I'm... We besties or nothing, you know? Gotcha. Like, me and T. Ferris have a really, really close relationship. So when you got on Instagram, you had just got to the point where you were really frustrated. and you Yeah, because like I had didn't... already seen, like, I just never made it a public thing. Like, he had already been talking about me online, but I never, like, responded to it. So I don't think people realized that I was just at a point where I was already frustrated. And then when I found out I couldn't drop any music, I was like... Well, I might as well say something now. Y'all ain't let me drop music, so I might as well tell people why I can't drop it. Why I didn't understand that either. Why would they not want you to drop music if they eat off it? I really don't know. Yeah. I could not tell you what like what's the thought process. All right, now keep it locked. We got more with Meg Destaya. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Meg Destaya. Charlamagne? Do you think this is a situation where a major company is poaching off the work that a 1501 did to help you get to this point? No. Like, Rock Nation don't have nothing to do with the problems we was already going through. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't like that, you know, people bring up Jay-Z, like, Jay-Z not worried about them. Like, you you saying names that I feel like it's just, you just trying to draw, like, attention to the situation. Like, facts are public. I don't have to lie. Why would I lie? Like, I just, I feel like people want to bully me. Like, you don't have to gang up on me. Like, I didn't do nothing to y'all, so I really don't understand where it's coming from. I think I think a lot of that came from I think you said in a that that uh Rock Nation looked at the contract and told you something. So when when I finally got real lawyers and like, you know, people around me that knew what they were talking about, it was like some things in my contract are just unconscionable in the state of Texas. So it's like, well, let's just fix the things that are wrong. So mm-hmm. So you are don't you want to be released, you just want to renegotiate. I just wanted to renegotiate my right. contract. Does it look like things are going to move toward that direction? Are you feeling like... I do really, you feel like if you had a conversation... <clears throat> I tried to have a conversation. Because he said he had... Carl said he hasn't heard from you since August. He's like, I haven't he heard from He heard from me before that. Like, no. we just don't have a relationship. So mm-hmm. it's not nothing that's brand new. It's not because of Rock Nation. We just already didn't have a relationship. Maybe Carl was the money guy, but he wasn't the day-to-day guy. That's what it seems like. I mean, like I said, like, I could... I, well, I know what's being said is not true. Like, all that hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, people not even, you know, putting it out there. Like, we asked for the proof, and you're not even giving us the proof of that. I got to go back and look at some of your old Instagram pictures. Well, thank God we got like. an album out today. The album well, so is it's out not today. even my album. Oh, like, it, it's an EP. It's an EP. So it's an yeah. EP. Sugar, so, who, so who is Sugar now? So Sugar is basically just like a girl who is going through it, but she getting through it. It's like me basically letting people know that I'm not perfect. I'm a human. I know I be fucking up, but I be trying. So <laughs> <laughs> I be getting through it. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I don't like the, I don't like the fact that <clears throat> everybody be trying to seem so perfect. Mm-hmm. Why do you, you want to be perfect? But obviously, people online, they just are all so amazing yeah. and nothing's wrong with them and mm-hmm. they never been through in their life. So, I mean, that that's more so what I'm talking about. Isn't it whack, though, that you got to you gotta learn that in real time? Like, you gotta that, that has to play out in front of the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As you learn those growing pains. I mean, it's just all a part of being in the light. So mm-hmm. I, I can't complain. I knew, knew what I was getting into. So mm-hmm. it's not nothing I'm upset about. It's just I'm just learning as I go. 
Now so when I bump my head, I just be like, okay, fuck it. You and the baby make great records with each other, Oh, right? yeah. Are y'all doing an album together? Is that a plan to do a full project? I don't know if we're going to do a full project, but I know we definitely got some music that's going to come up and some other things I don't want to say yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the baby always says if he could do a collab album with somebody, it would be you. I love him. Like, I really think that will be fire if we actually did it. Mm -hmm. what, what type of deal is Megan Thee Stallion looking for? Not necessarily in that situation, but just in general. Um, At this point in your career, what would be fair to Megan Thee Stallion? I just want it to be fair, and I want it to be, you know, good for everybody. Like, nothing is going to be perfect, but if we can both come to an agreement, like, you got to you gotta give a little to get a little, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I understand that, so I just want everything to be fair. Do you have a relationship with Jay Prince at all? No. So, have you ever met him? In person, no. Okay. Growing up, did you look up to rap a lot in Jay Prince? You had to, right, in youth? No. Really? Like, I didn't, was, I was, was young, so I didn't young. really know anything oh, about got it. got you, got you. I'm sure you I mean, if you knew Pimp C and all of them, though. Like you... right, I only knew the music. The music. Like, gotcha, I didn't gotcha, know gotcha. the backstory. I didn't know the background. Uh, I mean, you know, you from I'm from Houston. You know, you hear things. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it, I didn't think it was going to be anything that I would ever have to deal with. Right. Well, let's talk, can we talk, oh, I wanted to talk about the song, Bitch. Well, hold on. What, 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 Jay, Jay accused you of, of lying this morning on his Instagram. said you're lying on him in court documents. What is that about? Like, that's something that I definitely can't talk about. But I, gotcha. I don't lie, though. Who helped you negotiate your original deal with 1501? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just... I like mean, an interrogation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of this, I really would like to answer it. Got you. So, hopefully, you know, next time I come, I will be able to talk about it. But right now, I, you know, it's just in court, like, so I can't say a lot of stuff. Is this stressful for you right now, though? Well, oh, yeah, definitely, because all I want to do is just put out my music. Mm -hmm. And that's all I care about. So. Well, she got to go, guys. So okay. let's let's play. She just got here. She got to go. I'm telling you what they're telling <laughs> but me. But a 40 percent profit share. You think that's good for established artists, for new established artists? Or you want a little more? I mean, everybody I, wants. 40 percent. It seems pretty good. For I mean, artist. that's good. Like yeah. that's that's really not even the the highlight of what what my problem is. Mm -hmm. So, but you can't talk about what the problem. I can't talk about exactly <laughs> what it is right now. But sugar <laughs> is out right now. <laughs> one more question. One more question. <laughs> I've seen you also being accused of, of going Hollywood too fast. <laughs> By who? The people who going against me right now? No. No. Who is, I see Isaac Hayes say that a lot on Instagram. He, Isaac Hayes? Yeah. Not the same oh, as his son. I was like, damn. I was like, God damn. Who don't do the Isaac Hayes? I Isaac Hayes. No, his son says, he, he, said he, he, he likes you, but he says he thinks you're going too Hollywood too fast. Well, I don't know him. He don't yeah. know me, so he can't. He can't say none of that. You can, I mean, I guess you just go off what you what you hear from another guy, and you know you want to run with that. But I don't know that man. You think LA impacts your music at all? No. I say every time I see Meg, she always been really nice to all her fans, yeah. her hotties. Always always, anybody that really know me know how I really humble. am. As Absolutely. a matter of fact, my goddaughter met you backstage at a show and was so excited. Y'all got cute pictures together and everything. She's 18 years old. And you didn't even know who she was. And she came, took pictures. Bothering nobody. Every time I see you, you always act the same. I know I know people who I met them early in their career, and they act funny later. No, she's, she's always still... been humble, always been cool. I don't always have no cool. reason to act no different. Like, it don't matter how much money I get. I share it with my whole team. Like, I don't... I don't feel should. like being mean is, I don't feel like being a bitch is going to benefit me in any way. Right. That's real. My grandma always said, man, is it take you where money won't? Yeah, my grandmother, like, pretty much preached the same thing to me. My grandma always told me to just be positive, like, always be kind to people. You never know what people are going through. So That's you right. just always should be nice. Well, let's play a joint off the, off the EP. What you want to hear? Let's play Captain Hook. 
Captain, Captain Hook. Hook. Mm-hmm. Hook. What's that about? God, it ain't about me. You <laughs> like that curve, right, girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about? All right. I knew exactly right. what it was about as soon as I heard it, and I got mad. You got mad? And I did. All right. Nobody little. ever makes songs for the average size penis guy. I need a tiny man over there. All right. Thank you for joining Megan, us. Megan, don't be a stranger, goddammit. I won't. I really, I really had a good time up here. All right, it's Meg Thee Stallion. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Right, girl. Now, uh, shout to Michael Rubin, of course. Uh, Charlemagne and I have on our 76 gear. We uh, made a promise, and we're keeping our promise. We have to wear once a week until the season is over because Michael Rubin uh, donated $125,000 uh, to our Change for Change course. I'm so, sorry I missed course. that interview, man. Shout out to Michael Rubin. You should still wear some 76 I didn't. I, didn't I wasn't team. part of this deal. Mm-hmm. And, and by Plus, the I'm way, a Brooklyn Nets fan. the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, they actually put up uh, the link. I think it was earlier this week, so you can actually go to the link. You can go to their website, click on Breakfast Club, and you can apply for a $5,000 scholarship. That's out right. Out of all the money we raised um, last November for Change for Change. How that much was it? Dope. Like 700000 700000 yep. Somewhere right, in there. Something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're giving away $5,000 scholarships right now on the Thurgood Marshall College Fund website. What's the website? Because I know a lot of people are looking for scholarships. They need help, and this is this is the reason we did it. Do you have it? Sure if you want to go to the, if you go to their okay. Instagram page, their Instagram page is TMCF. That's for the Thurgood Marshall College Fund underscore HBCU, and you can get all the information there. All yeah. right, all it's, the it's, links and everything. But it's ThurgoodMarshallCollegeFund.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Love is blind. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. I know you guys haven't caught up on Love is Blind yet, but there's a lot of drama after the show. They just had the reunion the other day. Now, one thing that happened is Carlton, and since I know y'all don't watch it in here, Carlton was a person on the show who actually ended up hooking up with Diamond Jackie, proposed to her. They were supposed to get married. They got engaged, and then... He revealed something to her that he should have told her way earlier. He mentioned this in the confessional, but he did not mention this to Diamond when they were uh, talking through the pod wall. My biggest dream is that I finally find a wife who will love me unconditionally. But I have a big secret. At one point in my young adult life, I found myself attracted to just hearts, period. Like, it didn't have a gender. It wasn't about sex for me. I dated guys and girls. But I want a wife now. My biggest worry is that I will find someone that I'm super in love with and want to marry. And then at the last minute, she will not be able to walk down the aisle because she just can't be married to someone like me. You well, were uh, attracted to hearts? Yeah, hearts. It doesn't being, matter. Being attracted to hearts don't make you bisexual. Being attracted to penises does. Well, he said it, uh, it doesn't matter if it was a man or a woman. He just was attracted to people. So he's fluid. Is how he described it. So he's been with men in the past. How how, how would how would you react to that? Yeah, if you found out your your boyfriend you're about to marry was one time interested in men. Well, I feel like things like that should be discussed before you get engaged. That's my issue, right? Because on their pre honeymoon in Mexico, that's when he decided to let Diamond know about that. She was caught off guard, but she still 
didn't come, go off on him necessarily, so, so and what, it ended up being a lot of drama after that. And then he posted on social media. Did you just spin me? I just asked you a question. Did she just spin well, me? I'm trying to get to finish. Funny. She spun me. Funny I'm trying to get to finish around. telling the story. All right. Because it's rumors. So mm -hmm. I want to get to why we told the story. <laughs> because he then posted, I'm really done. Thanks for the press request bookings. I'm not doing any press as of today's radio interview. Urban media has been the worst to me. Black Lives Matter until it's an LGBT black life. Also, so-called celebrity friends on social media have every opportunity to defend my character, yet they don't. Thanks for the three of y'all who supported me in this. I feel alone and don't want any of this life anymore. I'm fighting alone, and it hurts. That's oh, when someone called. Yes, this is someone called 911 for a non-life-threatening injury hours after that media post, and TMZ did catch up with him, and here's what he said. I want them to know that I'm dealing with this the best that I can. Obviously, every day is new. Um, waking up to death threats in my DMs. Are you okay? I'm okay. Um, I had a very tough day, and some people apparently wanted to check on me, and that's all I can really say about it right okay. now. I just feel like the world hates me right now. Um, actually, I'm headed to a therapist right now. Well, I'm glad he's headed to a therapist, but for the record, I wouldn't even have known about the story if Angela didn't say it just now. Well, yeah, Love is Blind is an extremely popular show on Netflix, and everyone's been talking about this. It's been all over TMZ, in particular, his character. And Lauren and Cameron is a happily married couple. They actually filmed everything. It all ended like a year and a half ago, so some of these people have been together since then. Some people have broken up since then, but it's a pretty popular show. All right, in addition to that, uh, he says that he does regret not telling Diamond earlier, before they got engaged, that he was bisexual. Do you regret not telling Diamond beforehand about your sexuality? Um, I do regret it now. I didn't think that it would be such an issue because I felt like it was a face-to-face -face, um, conversation. But being how I see that it has affected our story, I'm beginning to regret even, maybe even being a part of it. Just yeah. because it's just been too much. So hold on, he's still bisexual now? Yeah. Oh, I thought you made it sound like he went through a phase when he was young. Well, he wants to settle down with a woman. So if he would have married her, you know, given the, if he didn't cheat, then that would have been it for him. But he said he's been attracted to both men and women in the past. He's attracted to hearts. So he's attracted to penises and vaginas. You can go either way. Yeah. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. So Yee, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if my boyfriend told me that, I mean, I, would, I think I would feel deceived that he hadn't mentioned it previously, so that would be something that I would have to deal with. But I don't know that that would make me not want to be with you. It just depends. That's a broader conversation of, like, do you have to tell somebody your whole body count, right? Like, do you have to give the person the whole total Carfax? Do they have to know every mile that's on the speedometer? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just think... because you used to drive stick a little well, bit. Well, it's, also, have, cer it's, also, cer it's also certain things you don't want to find out from someone else, too. That well, you could tell. potentially... The, some, the guy that he's been with. That's something I'd rather hear from my man than from So let's say your man was honest and else. told you. It, 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 How, but was he honest and told me from the beginning? Or yes. did he wait five the, years to tell me? From the beginning. Uh, from the beginning, then... You know, I would appreciate his honesty, and if I really liked him, we'll see how it plays you out. Don't tell, you don't tell the guy every person you slept with. Maybe though. she did. If I slept with women, I would tell him that. Really? Yeah. That's I right. think that's something that's important to let somebody know. Okay. All right. Taylor just told her boyfriend. That what? Never mind. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs>
She gonna come running. Right she gonna come running. Right <laughs> she looking. She looking right now at the door. She probably can't see. Look at her. She looks. She don't know what's going on. But, but she looks. <laughs> See, see, see. Oh my goodness. Because look, guys, imagine this. Imagine, Charlamagne, you told your wife now that you've been with men in the past. Uh, Wouldn't she no, feel deceived that you didn't I tell can't her? Tell, I can't tell her about something that never happened. No, but I'm saying if you told her now, you don't think she would feel deceived that you didn't tell her a long time ago? I'm sure she would. Yeah, that's my point. It's not just the fact that you did that, but it's the fact that you never told me. Do you have a confession, Charlamagne? No. Nah. Because if you, uh, you was with a guy <laughs> in the past and you turned to women, clearly you don't like penis. Okay. Anymore. Yeah, any, anymore. All right. That's, that's it. Taylor's looking confused. Taylor just walked in like, why is oh, my no, name? I was just telling him your story about how you, what you said on the, this week about, you know, when you was in the room, ah, how you, what your boyfriend said. Ah, <laughs> your boyfriend had to hear it. Secondhand information. All right. <laughs> this is awkward. Thank you, you for that rumor report. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving your donkey to, man? Um... Former President Bill Clinton. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Okay. All right. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey. Because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey today for Friday, March 6th, goes to the former 42nd president of the United States of America, Bill Clinton. Now, a lot of you bootlicking liberals like to refer to Bill Clinton as the first black president, and yesterday he reminded us yet again that no matter how cool he is, he is not black. Okay, number one, he's not black because he's white. All right, let's just get that common sense out of the way. Number two, black men don't cheat. But Bill Clinton has definitely cheated, okay? In fact, when you think about some of the most famous infidelities of all time, some of the most famous cheating scandals of all time, I really can't think of one that ranks higher than Bill Clinton cheating on Hillary Clinton with Monica Lewinsky. Is there one? I can't think of one. Feel free to refresh my memory, okay? I may be being a prisoner of the moment because of the new... JFK. JFK and Marilyn Monroe. Man, that's not our time. We wasn't around for that. Come on. Stop it. Well, he He was. Yeah, Steve, you was? Okay. Yeah. Right. Same age as you. Okay. It's an infamous story, though. Uh, once again, uh, the new Hillary documentary that premiered uh, today on Hulu, the trailer came out yesterday, I believe. Now, for those of us in the male community who have made mistakes when it comes to our partners, by mistakes, I mean cheated. When we were young boys, not men, boys, when we were young boys and we were insecure and driven by ego, we did things like attempt to sleep with as many women as possible because we were feeding our egos. And the thing about feeding your ego, your ego's stomach is a bottomless pit, okay? Trying to fill your wounded ego by sleeping with a bunch of women is like pouring water into a cup that has a hole in the bottom. It's just not going to happen. But one thing that men don't realize when you cheat on your significant other is you scar her for life. Mm. Okay, a lot of us don't take into consideration the anxiety the woman feels when you are away after you've cheated. You know, how her thinking about you being intimate with another woman traumatizes her emotionally. That is a wound that heals over time. But man, it's always tender. Oh, I mean, it's wounds that over time heals, but anything, and I mean anything, can trigger her and bring her right back to that bad place she was in when she first found out, okay? That's why the best behavior when you have been a cheater is, uh, is, is change behavior. The best apology is change behavior, okay? And taking full accountability, all right? It's nobody's fault but your own, all right? There's no excuse for you cheating on your woman. Cheating on your woman is a choice, a poor choice, and when you do it, you have to deal with all the consequences of your actions. Nobody wants to hear any excuses from you because they all sound stupid. And President Bill Clinton proved that yet again on this Hillary documentary because he speaks on the affair he had with Monica Lewinsky in 1995, 25 years ago. 25 years ago, and Bill Clinton is still trying to explain embarrassing his wife. And when you do 
anything but simply say you made a poor choice and you were wrong, you end up embarrassing her more with your excuse. Would you like to hear what excuse Bill Clinton made in the new Hulu documentary, uh, Hillary? Would you like to hear it? Let's hear it. Why do you think you took that risk with your marriage and your child and your, your country? What do you... When you look back. Nobody thinks about that. Nobody thinks I'm taking a risk. That's not why people do stupid things. It's you, you feel like you're staggering around. And you've been in a 15-round prize fight that was extended to 30 rounds. And here's something will take your mind off it for a while. That's what happens. Because they're whatever life, not just me, everybody's life has pressures and disappointments and terrors fears of whatever things I did to manage my anxieties for years I'm a different totally different person than I was <laughs> not a defense it's an explanation it's, a, it's it was awful stop Bill. this guy's crazy Bill, Bill stop if you've been listening to The Breakfast Club, you know your Uncle Charlotte suffers from anxiety. I wrote a book about it, and I'm always adding things to my toolbox to manage it. I do therapy uh, on Fridays at 3.30. I do meditation. Uh, I don't do caffeine. I don't do sativa. I practice deep breathing. I do flow therapy. I get sleep. I do CBD. Look, I'm down to try anything to manage anxiety. With all that said, Bill Clinton is right. Oral sex absolutely relaxes you, okay? It's absolutely an anxiety reliever. But, Bill, you're missing one important, crucial detail in regards to that statement. The oral sex you should be receiving when you are a married man is from your wife, okay? Not the mouth of your mistress, the mouth of the woman that you made vows to, okay? See, I don't know about Bill Clinton, but I know me, Lenard, okay? Charlemagne the God, Uncle Charla. All cheating did for me was give me anxiety. Okay, I don't know what the hell Bill Clinton talking about. Every single time I laid down with another woman, I knew what the risks were, okay? Another baby, uh, maybe a STD, my girl finding out and leaving my dumb ass. We all know the risk. It's just that cheating is a risk you're willing to take until you aren't willing to take it anymore, okay? If I feel like that and I'm just a radio guy from South Carolina, how in the hell can the 42nd president of the United States of America not feel like he was taking a risk? President Clinton, what type of sociopath are you that you weren't thinking about the risk of getting oral sex from an intern in the White House? This is really why you can't judge people on their past discretions because the 90s was a wild time. If the president of the United States of America was out of his damn mind, what type of time do you expect us young Negroes from the hood to be on? But back to Bill Clinton. Leave it alone. Okay? Leave that young lady alone. Have some respect for your marriage. Have some respect for your for, for Monica Lewinsky who, who as the queen Demetria L. Lucas said last night on Instagram, Monica Lewinsky's name is synonymous with a sexual act that everyone does but folks just started admitting to without incurring shame five years ago. That's your fault, Bill. And you continue to cause that young lady trauma even 25 years later by telling the world that to you her mouth was nothing but a Xanax bar. Please give the 42nd president of the United States of America, Bill Clinton, the biggest hee-haw. That's one I never thought of. I just did it to manage my anxiety. First thing she gonna say, well, what's wrong with my mouth? Now you just sit there looking stupid. What you go? What now? You just sitting there looking stupid when your wife says to you, "Well, what's wrong with my mouth?" Why have this conversation? Like, why? Why talk about it? Twenty-five years later, why it's, you? Because people are fascinated by it. He's and... eighty. Oh, he's like, I can't remember. This is why you don't reheat cold French fries. I'm with you. Leave them. You know, throw that, them away. And let's be clear, okay? Even to this day, Monica Lewinsky can't really move around and function without people thinking about that. That is true. It that affected is, her life more than anyone. I mean, her name is synonymous with oral sex. Her name has become, a, her last name has become a slang term for oral sex. I get it. I totally understand. All right. Well, Damn, Bill. 
Thank you for that donkey today. When mm-hmm. we come back, Jadakiss will be joining us. Jadakiss has a new project out right now, and we'll talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Jadakiss. What's up, y'all? Peace, King. How y'all doing, man? You put out another stellar body of work. Um, I can't Mm -hmm. even pronounce the title, and I don't even want to disrespect it because I know it has a lot of significance to you. Ignatius. Okay, and what what, what is the meaning behind that? It's actually my man Ice Pick J's first name. I always used to tease him about it. Um, Told him his pops wanted, must have wanted him to be a pimp. <laughs> Something with the name Ignatius is always ill to me, but um, yeah, he lost. We lost him from colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, if everybody know him, he was the Rough Rider A and R. He worked on all the Rough Rider compilations, all of my albums, all the X albums, Eve, Drag On, the whole camp. Um, then after D had the accident, I kind of hired him to work with me. We started the So Raspy label and the website, and you know he was just still a and all my projects. Uh, he was made me lose weight, made me start working out, um, got me into art. He just was a a rare individual that's it's hard to find. You know what I mean? On your entourage and your staff that was very sincere and genuine and really cared about the brand and. Didn't matter. He just wanted to get it done, whether it was for me, the lock, Styles, Luch, whatever was the cause. He was he was the guy to go get the verse or go get the production or whatever we needed done. And um, you know, losing him was a big hit to my everyday activities, my career, everything. You know, the reason I did this project is because I was like the last person that actually found out. He didn't want me to know. He made everybody that was with him, Steve O and Royce and the people that was, you know, taking him to the doctors and trying to help him out. He 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 made them curve me totally and he spun me when I speak to him. He would just tell me something just threw me off. Like and I didn't really realize it till after he was gone. So he was hiding from you and everything? Like, yeah, 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 he was, they was, they totally had me out of the, you know what I mean? I, I went from speaking to him every morning to, you know what I mean? They didn't want me to know. So when I found out, then he passed away either the next day or the day after. 24, 48 hours after them letting me go to the hospital and see him, he passed away, so. Did y'all get to talk at all in the hospital that time? Nah, he was when by the time I seen him, he was down. He was Damn. he was sedated and he was. You know what I mean, mm. he couldn't talk or none of that. And he was a super um, healthy brother. He was one of the strongest dudes I ever mm-hmm. encountered. He could, he would ride his mountain bike to Brooklyn. He played ball every weekend. He drink nasty. He would juice watercress in his crib, drink it, and <laughs> go running and all that. But I think it was inherited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was an inheritance thing. But um. I felt to have some sense of closure or get over it was to do this body of work, a mm-hmm. project for him in his name. Um, I try to do a lot of the features that he would always be in my ear. Yo, when you gonna work with this person? I need you to do a song with this person. That was the, the Pusha um, joint? He wanted you to work with Pusha? Yeah, Push, John Legend, mm-hmm. 2 Chains. He was a big fan of 2 Chains. He loved his voice and he loved how he put his bars together. Um, 
Dage Loaf, he loved Dage something about her sonically that he used to listen you to. You got her like, sonic right on um, government cheese. Good looking. After this is like a like my urn or my laminated eulogy that they give you when you go, you know, like I put it on the, this wall, the mantle, and get back in the regular. It's like he basically a and this project. Yeah, he a and it from heaven, exactly. Did you hear him? Like when you was in the studio recording? It, like- it, it, it was... It, this was the scariest thing with making this project. Um, this is the first album that I actually did a lot of post-production, like had live instruments come in and played and all of that type of stuff. The samples, all of them replayed over live and just real musical. And that's something that he always wanted. He would always try to get me to do it. My, you know, I would be like, nah, come on, man, let's keep it like this. He'd be like, nah, you gotta do this. So. I kind of did all the stuff he ever asked me to do. What's one thing that you hear him say over and over again? That's something that you'd be like, that's pick. For me to sing, he wanted me to use my voice more. Mm -hmm. You got to use your voice, B. You do the hook. Don't call nobody. Just sing it. They want to hear that. Come on, B. (laughs) That's you on the intro, right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's me singing on the 2 Chains joint and on um, Keep It 100. How'd it feel for you? It felt good. It felt it felt good. You know what I mean, I, I wish he could have been here to go through the process, but you know, I felt like I made him proud. Now you pushed the album back a uh, a week. Yeah. Now, now, what was the reason for that? Uh, I pushed it back a week, dude, just due to the whole pop smoke thing and also the Kobe Memorial. Um, actually, at the time in that all of that happened, we was about to let out hunting season in the video and the video is very gory and bloody and it's, it's arts it's like texas chainsaw massacre meets art basil it's like <laughs> <laughs> using you know I mean? the blood is paint yeah because yeah, actually with the whole thing i had two I, I narrowed it down to two treatments and um i sent it to push thinking he was gonna like the other treatment he like nah i like this one i'm like you want you want blood and all? He's like, yeah, let's do this that. one. So we shot that one, and then um, what y'all shoot it? We shot in uh, New Jersey, mm-hmm. one of them nice mansions you know, somewhere, mm-hmm. probably not too far from your, your big old mansion. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, when we was, when we scheduled to release the video and the song, is the same time you know the, we got the news that the thing and Pop Smoke got killed and. Then it was the Kobe Memorial, so it just wasn't, I didn't feel it was appropriate or tasteful, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was an honorable thing to do, you know what I mean? Life is way bigger than music. Even though you need music for life to sometimes help you with life, but um, right. just thought it wasn't appropriate and pushed it back a week. All right, we got more with J.D. Kiss. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jada Kiss. Now, we had Meg Thee Stallion here earlier, and I know uh, your contract was a little messed up. What would you advise some of the younger artists now? I tell young artists and new artists, learn, learn, learn the game as much as you in the studio getting your pen sharp and sharpening your steel. You should try to learn the game as much as you want to be the best producer, the best rapper, so you don't run into things like that. Because at the end of the day, it's our fault, the mm-hmm. artist, when we sign it, or whoever was your manager, or whoever your supporting cast, you know what I mean? It's somebody, your lawyer, your mother, somebody should 
you should have somebody there to help you. All you got to just take the fault. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you signed it. it. Nobody, unless <laughs> right. they put a gun to your head and made you sign it. You, you know what I mean? You got to try to work it out. But on the journey of working it out, you got to know that that was your fault and to, you know, correct it from there. Did I'm, glad, I'm glad she's getting it early. You right. know what I mean? That, that's, that's what we was able to do, jump on things early and start learning it. Unfortunately, after we signed, but it was still but early. But he didn't in the have game. to release you guys. He just no, he right. didn't. That's what I'm saying. Even mm -hmm. with the whole thing, everybody keep asking me about the May situation. Um, we handled it different because we was younger. We was we was we was kids. Y'all threatened them with violence you know I mean? a million times. <laughs> and we throwing chairs. But it worked. That was we'll throw the refrigerator. Way. We couldn't do no litigation. <laughs> we didn't have money to go to court with them. We would have been broke after one visit. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would have been. To the bone, he got the. And that's how that usually goes. So and that was a risky move for Diddy, because imagine everybody would have came yeah. and threatened him after you know that to get out of their contract. But in in Mace's defense, I'm always for the artist because I'm an artist, mm -hmm. and you know if you if you see that's a common thing is happening with Meg is right. you know it's, it seems to be something that somebody started whenever this game started and put the artist at the bottom of the podium totem pole, but. Where we all at in our careers and lives now, I think he could talk to Diddy. But we don't know if he tried that, and his only way to get his only way to get across was to hit sin. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I would just wish they could work it out and not be a public a public thing. Right. But they, they say Mace owes him a lot of money too, though. You see, it's always yeah. it's always three. <laughs> so no, I understand. Yeah, just yeah, just no, all the advances, yeah. the advances he no, got when no. they renegotiated for the second time. Then when he came back, like. You see, it's always yeah, we. It's always when that's what that's the bad thing about when you hit sin, because the people only get to hear your side, and you know what I mean. It's always gonna be two other sides. Question: well, Do you gotta think, go too, guys? You, th or, you think Mace was ever as nice as you, man? That's that's been a debate going on for a few years between me and B Dot. That what? You you was in here? We had these conversations. I did not say that. Cause we was ranking the top five bad boy artists of all time lyrically, right? Right. And we're, let's see what let's, let's I see had, goes. I had uh, Big, of course, number one. Kiss number two. I had Kiss two. I had Styles three. I had um, Black Rob four, and I had G Dep five. And you didn't have Mace in the top five. He make him make the list. He gotta be on the list. I'm talking about just lyrics. I'm talking about just. I'm not talking about artists. I'm not talking about sales. I'm talking about definitely top five bad boy artists in lyrics. Absolutely. Who's he better? You think he better than Rob? Mace gets busy. Mace just wanted. Mace always said when I get in. I'm going for the bread. I'm doing all of that shiny shooting. I'm going for the lay. I'm making big records, but he can rhyme his ass off. Know what I mean? So where you rank them? Cause I got you, I got Big Kiss Styles. I got them on there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's only five. He's like, I gotta think he about it. In, I got them in the five. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no particular place. <laughs> he's he's definitely who on is, there. Who is the top five then? Not in order, but just who is in rap, the bad boy? In bad boy, yeah. just in bad boy. Bad boy at his peak. The locks, mm -hmm. Mace, and Big. So that's five. That's my five. Okay. okay, okay. Now, is the locks doing another? I know you got to go. Is the locks doing another album? What's next after this one? You said you had to get this one off your chest. Yeah, after this, we get back into regular schedule program. Now new locks you? album, new locks documentary. Yeah, we actually shooting the first single on the eighth, I think. Y'all just celebrated 20 years. We are the streets, right? Yeah. Man. We ain't playing. We got the doc coming okay. and we got the album coming. You ain't answering the question, though. Was Mace ever as nice as you? <laughs> 
You better not say, yeah, you better think you're nicer than everybody. No, he said, was he ever? He didn't say, you know, you got to listen to the, That's right. the DA for district attorney. You gotta listen to. <laughs> um, We started out, Mason, they, they used to think he was part of us. Like, mm -hmm. we was together for years getting nice. So, you know what I mean? I, I He's my brother. I will always, you know what I mean? But as far as... You put me in there with anybody, I, I I feel like I'm the only one that's going to come out with somebody's head in my hand. Even Big? I mean, to, to answer that, Big, our first song you'll see, Big is talking about us. And I'm talking about Big. You know what I mean? Oh, you'll see? Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Big came because Puff geased it up. Same yeah. way, oh, I got these new young cats from Yonkers. I'm telling you, they're going to kill you. They're going to annihilate you. You <laughs> know what I mean? But just making everybody go hard and then that's when Big came talking it but ain't living, living it. it that was for us that was for y'all yeah, yeah. And what, oh, was you, no, no. what was your line back for him um screw y'all I never knew y'all you click me like yellow lights we running through um, y'all custom van up north in the custom van and bust your man and interrupt your plan now it's back to grand man ain't that something all that for front and what you gonna do nothing so let's keep things rationalized. Everything I write, but a nationalized. I'm into getting money, twisting honeys. This is buying coops while you on the stoop looking funny. I'm a scorer. Damn, Diddy 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 yeah, <laughs> And that's like that's the first. That's that's one of the first rhymes that we. That's our first. Mm -hmm. We actually had a song with Big before we ever met him. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean. That's. That's an accomplishment. I, um, I was going. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you: Have you ever thrown any subs? Because I saw you on For the Record talking about how Styles was dissing Jay on Reservoir Dogs and Biggie was dissing Craig Mack. We just like shots. That's how the game was back then, right. and it made it. That's what was so golden about the golden era. You know what I mean? It was still love, but it was, it was a competitive, blood sport to a certain sense. But the, when a dude called you for a feature, he actually wanted that. You know what I mean? Social you media would have hyped that up so much back then. Yeah. It would have probably got ugly. Yeah. Like One of my favorite freestyles is Over the Cream Beat with with Deluxe and Big on the Funk Flex 60 Minutes of Funk Volume 2. That I was listen so to that now. That was a, we was all there. We did that in Daddy's house. I remember that day to the day like it was yesterday. That was a dope day. I remember that. That was, like your, was that your second time recording? Or? Yeah, yeah. That's what We did that actually before last day. So, yeah, that was the second one that we did with Big. Big wasn't playing it's with y'all. So it's a when I die, is you gonna hear a version of me on um more money, more problems? I, I heard about that. Um, he said when I die. A couple of us. So why you say when you die? Because you know how this is. This game is crazy. Lot, all type of stuff comes out. Yeah, when I die, they gonna pull out the more money, more problems. We need to hear that now. Um, why they took you off that? That would have been a good setup for you. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think the verse was. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't write it with all of the charisma that I wanted to. You write was killing it. people in the song as they more put. Probably, put yeah, it wasn't. It. it didn't match. It was. <laughs> it was water and oil. All right. Well, they saying you gotta go. All right, all right. Well, Ignatius. Ignatius out right now. Make sure y'all check it out. Beautiful project. Make sure y'all get ready for this Locks album coming after that Locks documentary. Definitely a tearjerker. And uh, appreciate all the love for D Block, LOX, so raspy. All right. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. It's Jada Kiss. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just
Yes, apparently Pleasure P had some issues. He got arrested for battery after getting into it, into an altercation at a checkers drive-thru. It was in Miami Gardens. They said he allegedly shoved a female fast food employee in the chest with his bag of food through the drive-thru pickup window. The uh, checkers worker told cops the incident started because he yelled at her through the intercom system because it was a mix-up over $60 worth of food that he ordered. He did post bond. Uh, that bond was $1,500. A few hours later, he was released from jail. Now, here is what he had to say on social media. Whatever they saying is not true. Um, I'm not going to really explain myself because I don't feel like I have to. But um, I'm definitely going to look into what really happened. And um, y'all will be hearing, like, the real story of what actually did take place. But come on, man. Y'all know I ain't going out like that. I ain't put my hands on no female love. Nothing crazy like that. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We don't know if he did it or not. But well, I, will, he, yeah. I will tell you this. I'm at a, a point where you have to really, really push me to the limit to even get into any type of altercation with anybody. I mean, there's no way I'm going to do it. And especially not <laughs> a woman. No way. Well, what he says is that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. As, as you heard, he said that um, Checkers needs to have better customer service and they did not correct his food order. He said food was thrown at him and the staff was disrespectful. He asked for a refund and they refused. Mm-hmm. All right, Gabrielle Union is doing her first children's book. Welcome to the party. She said, this is a very special moment for me to write my very first children's book. Since the birth of Kavia James, I've been even more inspired to create stories that are not only representative of the cultural melting pot we live in, but also celebrate life and the fun, teachable lessons that come at every age. So that book will be out on May 5th of this year. Sounds dope. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Wendy Williams is going in on Ashley Graham. She said, that's a friend of hers. But she said she had an issue with her changing her baby boy's diaper on the floor at a Staples store when she couldn't find a restroom. Here's what Wendy Williams had to say. As a mother, you hate it when you go places and there are no changing tables. So they're at the Staples and he does an explosive. So she changed him in the aisle. Now, personally speaking, I don't want to see this. Because when your baby is seven weeks old and you're Ashley Graham, you know, there's certain places where people don't have cars to go to the store, mostly New York City and the five boroughs. But here's my thought. This is what people revere. Now, mothers are looking at Ashley and saying, well, if she can do it, I can do it too. No, the hell you can't. So, she, yeah, she thinks she could have took the baby to the car, changed the baby somewhere else. I don't even think it's the problem of her changing the baby on the floor. It's the problem of her videotaping and putting it on social media. Like, nobody had to know that. You understand what I'm saying? Like we we like like I think we're so used to, you know, seeing everything broadcast via IG live that we're looking at the wrong thing. There's nothing wrong with changing the baby on the floor if there's no place else to change the baby, but videotaping it and but putting it online. But maybe she did that because she was trying to say that, you know, these stores should have places where mothers can change the diaper. And that's what she was trying to put awareness to. I don't right. I don't know where you got that from. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you got there. Well, no, because she said there was no way to change the baby. She said she tried to go to the store bathroom. There was no way to change I'm the baby. I'm saying she, she she made that stand. No, I'm she, saying, I said maybe that's what she was trying to do by, by taping it. You TMZ in the situation. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, you, but you, you, you just saying, put a whole new headline no, you're on You're saying it. why is she taping it. I'm saying, well, maybe that's the reason why she's taping it. She went to the shit where there was no way to tape the baby. There was no way to change the baby in the bathroom. Yeah, that's that, to me, that's just the biggest thing. Like, why put that on social media? Right. So, you, so you can't be mad when people criticize you for it because you put it out there. 
Uh, yeah, I guess. But I guess for her, as, you know, being a mom, she's just trying to document certain things that are issues. I don't know. I mean, I would have went to the car. I wouldn't have did it on the floor. But I mean, you're five kids in. So. Yeah, I'm five kids in. I mean, I would do it. I would do it on my lap. There's, there's so many different ways that me five kids in would change. But I wouldn't do it on the floor. But hey, she she she's entitled. And to who do what videotaped she wants to do. it? Who took the picture? Um, <laughs> she posted about it about the emergency. I know, but who took the picture? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about our girl, Judge Faith Jenkins. She is going to be replacing Judge Lynn Toller on divorce court. Now, Lynn Toller was on there after 13 great years, and she is praising Faith Jenkins for replacing her. Listen to this. I've left divorce court. We've parted ways. I had 13 great years. It was time to move on. They, they found a replacement, Judge Faith. She's good-looking, and she's smart, and she's capable, and I think she'll take divorce court to another level. Yes, so look, it's nice, right? Another right. black woman coming mm -hmm. in, taking that spot. Judge Maybelline, remember Judge Maybelline? Dropping on divorce court before Judge, Faith. Judge Lynn Toller. Judge Faith getting all the money. Yes, I saw her post about it, so I said, oh, let me go look up the whole story. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else... Uh, the People's Choice mixes up next. You know, we throw it back on a Friday, and today is Shaquille O'Neal's birthday. So we're going to start it off with Shaquille O'Neal with Shaq and Big, all right? Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's Women's History Month. Who are we repping today, Yee? Well, today we are talking about Misty Copeland. She made history as the first African female principal dancer with the American Ballet Theater, the most prestigious American Ballet Theater. She was um, discovered living in a shabby motel room, struggling with her five siblings for a place to sleep on the floor. And then she became one of the most heard of classical dancers ever. It's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. I understand that you um, were uh, you were late to the game in yeah. terms of ballet. I was surprised to hear this. You didn't start dancing until you were 13 years old, yeah, that's which is like shocking. Ancient, right? Yeah, it is. It's yeah, yeah, ancient. No. Um, that's yeah. That's my first moment on point, and my teacher captured that, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I was, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles, California, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I was one of six children. I grew up in, like, underprivileged communities most of mm -hmm. my life, and at the time that I started um, taking ballet, my family was living in a motel, um, like all of us in one room, and I was a, a member of the Boys and Girls Club because it was a safe place for me to go um, after school, you know, while my mother was working. Um, and there happened to be a teacher from the local ballet school that was teaching a free class at the Boys and Girls Club trying to find more diverse students wow. um, who wouldn't have the access or exposure to ballet. So I took my first ballet class on a basketball court in oh. my like PE gym clothes, like in socks and shorts and a, a t-shirt. And um, she said that she knew immediately from like the moment she touched me and was putting me into positions like she's like you're a prodigy and I want you to come train at my school on full scholarship. Incredible. Wow, wow. Yeah. Boy, and how about the boys and girls club? Yeah. Can't say enough good about that. Um, yeah. Right. Wow. Life changing. Yeah. A life changing moment. I know. It's really crazy to think like where would I be had I not been pushed into taking that class. So, I didn't um, want to do it. I was forced to do it. I'm, I'm glad, glad somebody you did. That was another phenomenal woman in history. All right, we salute you, Misty Copeland. Yes, and like we always say, if you can see it, you can be it. So imagine all the young black and brown women she's inspired who never thought they could be in that space before. 
All right. Well, when we come back, positive note, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, shout out to Meg Thee Stallion for joining us this morning. Meg Thee Stallion. Sugar is out right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love Meg Thee Stallion. And also the homie Jadakiss, the OG. Yes, Jadakiss as well. Shout mm-hmm. out to Jadakiss. His album Ignatius is out now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been riding to that all week. But um, salute to Kiss, man. The thing about Kiss is that Kiss really, his flow is really like a, a, a fine cognac. Like it really does get better with time. It's almost like the more it's aged, the better it, the better it, the better it tastes. Right, absolutely. Salute to Kiss, man. And also shout to our sister station out in Miami, 103.5 The Beat. Shout to 33. Uh, I'm doing something special with them. It's a, a seminar, a real estate seminar, where we're teaching people how to get into the real estate game and generational wealth. We're actually bringing a wholesaling, and we're actually giving tons of tickets away free on air. So definitely keep it locked because uh, we really want to encourage people to, you know, get into the real estate game and, and learn real estate. A lot of people rent, and that's what we're encouraging you to do. So shout to 33 and shout to 103.5 The Beat. Yes, and this weekend we're doing free HIV testing at the Juice Bar. So as you guys uh, may or may not know, it's National Women and Girls HIV AIDS Awareness Day on March 10th. So, you know, every single year we always do free HIV testing because you should know your status. And shout out to Mariah Lynn from Love & Hip Hop. She actually DM'd me and she said she wants to come support. She has two little cousins who died, one at eight months old, from passing through her aunt's womb. So this is something that's important to her as well. Okay. So, shout out to Mariah uh, We'll be Lynn. at the Juice Bar on Saturday from 12 to 3. Okay. All right. Well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes. The positive note is simply this. The weekend is a weekend for reflection, so I know a lot of people sit back and they just think about what they want their life to be like on the weekends, man. I want you this weekend to think about the highest, grandest vision possible. Create that in your mind. Create the highest, grandest vision possible for your life because you become what you believe. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? 